Hello. 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 Howdy. Howdy. What what is the goings of on? Oh, not a lot here. How about with you? Yes. Uh. Yeah, kind of the same. Not really. Uh, everything and nothing. So it's always a good, a good time. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, I made some French press coffee for the first time in a long time, and oh my gosh, it's so good. Oh, look at that. Here we go. I need French my coffee. coffee. I need my coffee in higher volumes than can be provided by a French <laughs> press. <laughs> yeah, I, we had some we had some people over on Friday, and I was like, "Oh, we should make coffee." And then I was like, "The only I, I typically don't drink coffee at home. Um, it just doesn't come up shockingly." Um, Is that why you drink seventy five thousand cups when you're at Dad's house? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think that's oh, probably okay. it. Just checking. And when I'm at and when I'm at work, it's just so I was like, oh, people are over. I should make coffee. And I was like, oh, I just have a French, French press. So I was basically just making coffee the whole time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, How can I make coffee the least inefficient way? Oh, I know the French could be worse. Could have had like one of those drip things. Right? See, yeah, I could have had a pour over. Yeah, that would have been that would have been even worse. Be like, or the, let me the, have the vacuum drip thing, you know? Oh, you like, yes. Yeah. 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 That's super yep. efficient. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me just turn into a barista here and make each one of you your own bespoke coffee drinks while you're here in my house. Oh dear. <laughs> they each have their own <laughs> special characteristic and flavor. Yeah. Because I can't do it the same one. every time. <laughs> yeah. Mostly because I'm not that reliable. Anyway. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So that's... That's it. We've survived into the holiday season. Don't have any dogs in the house. Oh, it's, it's crazy. That's yeah. very abnormal. I know it is. It is, especially since during the holiday season, we basically had like four to five dogs in our house every night for ah. two months. <laughs> As many dogs. And and now we have nothing. So. Kobe's probably like, yes. Oh, he's finally. very, he's very happy. You could tell, you could tell that he was very <laughs> excited about not having to share anything with anybody. Yeah. Aww, job, Kobe. Did you get? You are an old dachshund, and you are frustrated with the world. Yeah. Starved for attention, boy. Oh, oh yes, yeah. so so starved for oh, yes, sure. Nobody ever loves on him, pet him, ever. It's a real shame. Yeah, I know. <laughs> real. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> That's all lies. <laughs> so, yeah. What are, you up, what are you up to, Aaron, traveling far afield today? Oh, I went yeah. down to, to Oklahoma City. Um, I went and saw my lady friend, and then I went and saw my my other friends that live down there. Um. They they just had a baby, and mm. so um, well I mean it's it's not like brand spanking new, but it's well, yeah, but about still. three weeks or not three weeks, uh, three months old, and so I went down there to see them, and they also have uh, two dachshunds. So I mean I was mostly oh. there to see the baby, but the real reason was the to see the dachshunds. Yeah, well, um, yeah. Hmm. fair. And so Kobe, yeah, I saw Kobe them. confirms this is a good reason. <laughs> this is a good reason. Yep. And uh, they took me out for birthday lunch. 
and then then went back to where? Hung out with oh um Complete yes. the story. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think I'm trying to remember where we went. Oh, we went to Red Robins. Red ah, Robin. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red oh. Robin. Um, Yum. Okay. <laughs> they don't they don't sponsor us. Shush. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you mention so it, there, maybe they will. And then how I was get, the food? Describe the food. Was it the best food you ever had? <laughs> so it went went ahead so like, there and no? then okay. I went back and then I I drove I just I literally got home like thirty minutes ago. Uh, nice. My it, it's it, it was actually an easier drive because Dad actually got me a Pike Pass for Christmas oh. last birthday, and so I didn't have oh, to nice. take four hours yeah. to go, you know, two hours. But it was nice. It was actually nice. I got to use it. I was scared. Uh, you're like death. afraid they're gonna come get you. Yeah, because I was like, like well, oh. it was it was weird because there was just like a break in traffic going down there, and so it was like just me. And oh. thankfully <laughs> there was. And I can't remember where it's at, but it's on 44 or 35. I can't remember, but it's it's the main one that goes to Oklahoma City. Yeah. And but yeah, there's like a break in traffic. And so like two miles ahead of me, there was cars and then two miles behind me, there was cars. But in between, there's just little old me. And sure enough, there was a you're that you're that cyclist that couldn't get back on the main group. There, there was a bunch. There was a state (laughs) trooper sitting his happy self right behind the little uh turnpike area and then like i saw the thing coming up and usually i you know i merge into the right lane you know pay the the very cranky people my quarters like well sorry i don't have change and they're like to be be fair if i had to work that job i would be the crankiest person ever right it's it's okay (laughs) and so but i was like well I'm, i'm just gonna stay in this lane and like I'm, I'm not gonna move, but there, there was just that fear of, what if you did move? And then it's like, oh wait, what if it doesn't register? Oh wait, what if the thing says you need to turn around and pay? What if the little buzzers go off, and then the cops gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna pull over that little car? And then just everything just happened all at once. And then there's a little box right when you get past the turnpike, and it's and it it uh, flashed white yeah, up on the thank you, and I'm like. <gasps> <laughs> just relief just poured over me but then i had the same feeling coming back on the same road at the same turnpike it's like no i know this just worked like a few days ago but what if and then yeah i had the I same know, fear i've had that problem before where you throw your like not the ones where there's like a it's just a light you know there's not like yeah oh. they don't have the gates on them on the highway yeah. right but uh, I've done that before where you like you throw the money in and then it doesn't like register that you did it. Mm-hmm. And so you're just like, well. Fiddle. Here we you have go. that, just have that moment of like, <laughs> well, no, I, I was just like, I'm going. I paid. I mean, I don't I'm gonna pay again. So I just yeah. drove off. But there was always that trepidation of like, they're going to find me. Oh, no. I will they're say. Gonna, <laughs> they're going to get that, that 35 <laughs> cents out of me somehow. Sure. <laughs> Out of your hide, I will say that uh, DFW totally has this solved. In that there are no passes, there are no tags, there are no stopping oh, to throw points in. Right? They take a picture of your license plate and they bill you, and it is amazing. It is so wonderful. Uh-huh. Yes, that's all it is. And and from from no matter where you are. Out of state plates, all sorts of whoever is registered to the plate gets a bill. 
And <laughs> I love that. That was amazing. Well, there is another option. Um, you could tax your gasoline sufficiently so you don't have to pay on the turnpikes to drive on the stinking road. That would be that would be the ideal option. No. Other states. Yeah. No. Come on. Get with the program here. What are you doing? <laughs> no. Well, it, it keep Oklahoma. taxes that way. That way, if you don't use the turnpike, you don't pay for it. Ta-da. Also, if you don't drive, you don't pay for gas. Well, but you may you may drive, but oh, just but, never but use but the turnpike. You don't drive. Yeah, eh? you, 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 you <laughs> also, also, the state tax in Missouri our gas is not that high, so like it'd be fine. We're talking like <laughs> talking like cents. So stop it. No, we're not. <laughs> Two dollars. Stop it. Uh, I mean, Oklahoma technically was done with this program like two, three years ago. In in theory, uh, however, we are still having to pay turnpikes because they. I think someone pointed out, I was like, oh, it would it would have been just too hard to uh, just take everything down. So we're just going to keep them uh, up. And people are like, yes. oh, okay. Let me give you this blisteringly high Missouri fuel tax rate. Are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> Yes. Go 17 for it. cents. See? There you go. See? Oh my gosh, it's so high. Oh so no. What will I ever do having to pay 17 <laughs> extra? Uh, in the game, in. Stop it. <laughs> I'm just saying. They just rebuilt the bridge here, and guess what? I didn't have to pay every time I drove by it. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, just pay, pay to look at is actually what that yeah, is. Like, yeah, get, get, get. You know, there. Oh, what, oh, what was I going to say? There, there's the, the, the constant jokes with uh, Oklahoma State. With why is Oklahoma State the color orange, or why is their you know school colors orange because of all the construction and, and I like all it. of the right, all, right, all of the road construction that happens on all of the major roads in Oklahoma have been going on for years. Yeah, but um, it's so. But like, it's even, the same part too. It's never. I know. That's the weird bit. It's always the same stretch of highway. And they neglect all the other highways. So like, like when you cross the border from Missouri to Oklahoma, there's like an enormous bump. Like literally, that's where the state, that's where the different state departments work on the road. It's like, and start. Do, 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 kaboom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm in Oklahoma now. I could tell. Yep. This is- I remember I, I drove home to uh, like for one of the holidays one time. And this one, I still had the Bronco. And dad got mad at me because he thought I was like off roading. I was like, no, father, those are the roads in Miami, Oklahoma. It's like <laughs> the so, suspension is shot. Those potholes are so big. I remember like you just like fall in them. <laughs> like, yeah, that is potholes that? a foot deep. What is happening? The, <laughs> I wonder uh, if my Oklahoma drives trucks. You have to. You can't. <laughs> uh, one week when I was heading bad. down to to Oklahoma City, I hit. It it felt like I hit like a a lake is what it felt like I hit like, and it knocked the rear window, the rear passenger <laughs> window off its tracks. <laughs> you said that, and so, <laughs> granted, I still have not gotten fixed, but every time I hit a significant bump, it just goes, and it just falls. And I remember I got down to I got down there and I called Dad and I was like. Well, the roads just broke my car again. He's like, what do you mean? It's like, they literally, I hit something. Damn. And I think I hit another state in my car, and it just went. <laughs> I was like, it's not my fault. I promise I'm a good driver. 
It's literally the roads that destroy everything. I can't have anything nice because of Oklahoma. <laughs> Shakes it apart. Like, just <laughs> constantly just rattling yeah, it around. I, I, I'm, I'm in fear. That's why. That's one reason why I don't drive much is because it's just a constant fear of like, well, I might not have a car when I get back because everything will be just <laughs> literally shake itself apart. Yeah, yeah. Like shake, rattle, and roll. Stuff just fall off. Just, uh, yep. That's, door that's is going to come off. Like, that's oh, what no. I battle with on a consistent basis. And then for work, they give me a state van, and we all know state vans have are known for their suspension. And also, it turns out they're not four-wheel drive. No. And, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> they give me I, wouldn't, I, don't ever, I don't ever look at a van and go, oh, yeah, four-wheel drive. Like, that <laughs> thought's never crossed my mind. I just always assumed they were all two-wheel drive. I mean, yeah. every time I look at a van, I go, please be four-wheel drive. That, yeah, but we already know that you you have a weird van thing, so it's hey, fine. Hey, no. Hey, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. <coughs> so, yeah, I am. I have to go back to work tomorrow, so... Oh do yeah, you actually, been... do you actually have work work, or is it like a a what is it he um, like a work day, like not school yeah, no, day? But... Yeah, no. This time, weirdly, I guess just because of the way that it worked out, we don't have one of those. We're just going back on Monday. Boom, back. Oh, just right. mildly oh. surprising because usually the first day back is often like one of those PD days where you come in and you do uh-huh. stuff and you have your meetings about things. Uh, but they're not doing that this time. It's just straight back, boom, to Monday. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> to Monday. What do you think? How is that? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I'm interested. Uh, do you think that's good, better, or? I mean, I find it interesting that so it almost feels like whenever they do that, it's like they expect you. There's almost like an expectation of coming in and working on vacation. Oh, right. Mm, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, you should just be ready to go. I mean, I am, but like, sure. I didn't go back in there because <sighs> it's vacation and yeah. it's time off work. And so, but it, I feel like whether this is true or not, the perception is sometimes that like they just expect you to do it. Yeah. To why, be well, why wouldn't to you back, to be ready to come back and start? So there's like yeah. an expectation of like, even though it's vacation, you should just be coming in and doing all your stuff like and give, mm, giving like, us your time for free. Yeah. Like, I, no offense, but <laughs> I, I work in education in Missouri, so you don't pay me enough to come in. Not trying to be like salty about everything, but like, no, it's not like a to put this into perspective. When I used to work in a factory, OK, a local factory here. Uh, walking in off the street, you make the same as most, as a lot of places do starting teacher salary, mm. which is a job mm. that requires a four year degree. Yeah. Now, but I could walk in, I could walk into this window factory and you get paid the same amount to paint windows. Yeah. Paint. Well, to paint, you get a little bit more. That's a, like just to unload. Oh, okay. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. When you put it into that kind of perspective, it's like, oh, not even the huh. 
not even the skilled job. Because when you get to be painter, when I was a painter, that's a higher salary uh, sure. schedule, right? That's a higher bracket. wage bracket because <laughs> it's a skilled yeah. position. Yeah. Like when I was working, when I first worked there, I unloaded and loaded big, heavy aluminum pieces. Mm. Not exactly a skilled position, but still the pay is very, sure. very good. And I always, I often compare it to that. I'm like, well, even though that job was very not exciting because it was just a lot of really hard work for, you know, 12 hour days, it's not super fun. Uh, but sure. like the pay was the exact same almost. <laughs> it's very depressing. It's very depressing to be like, oh yeah, I went back to school to make the same amount of money. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I was. I was I mean, talking to no, like hazardous chemicals in my current job. <laughs> sure. Hey, except for the toxic relationships of students, but uh, there's no chromium though. So that's good. Oh, there's, that's always, but there's no chromium. <laughs> Honest. Uh, I was, I was talking to my, to my girlfriend about like teacher paid in Oklahoma. Cause you know, that's so much. There. And <laughs> I, yeah, I was not like when I started teaching, I was like, oh man, I'm doing like, oh, this is, this is awesome. I'm making, I'm doing work. I'm like, oh, this is, this is okay for Oklahoma. And then I talked to some other people and like in bigger cities and they're making like significantly more than I am. Oh, now, well, granted, yeah. I mean, and, yeah, every, I mean, like I was in a rural school district, but yeah. still, I was like, your, your district location makes a big difference. Uh, yeah. Some of the, a lot of the, because the bigger districts around me, you can make way more starting off, right? As much as, you know, we're talking lots more for a year just going there, right? Yeah. So that's the, that's the kind of the weird balance. Because since every school district is responsible for paying the teachers, uh, some districts, the bigger ones, can afford to pay them more. And the smaller ones can't. So, yeah, not so much. Because, I mean, I yeah. thought I was doing, like moderately decent and you probably and were then, for a small school so like mm -hmm. no apparently like i was on the low end apparently well, yeah and i was sitting there talking to her and i was like wait you make how much no granted she does teach at a very large well not large but a very like a good school like in down in oklahoma city i was like oh, yeah so you make you make uh, you, bigger you, you do good you yeah. do better than i do <laughs> yeah uh-huh and yeah. so it, it just it just befuddled me yeah, for, but it is, it is distressing because, like, the school district directly south of me, you it, it you make like way more just starting mm. out. Wow. But then you have to you know go there and deal with their <laughs> stuff. So that's another thing. But like, yeah. Eh. So there's pros and cons, right? Like, I yeah, you know, I like where I work. I I feel very like the administration is very like helpful to me. And so like at other school districts, you don't always get that. So it's like okay, yeah. well this is this is good. Like, yeah, like they tell me things like, yes, that's a great idea. So I'm in. Right. Like, I like <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think that 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 quality of life aspect is often overlooked of. Yeah. Could you could you go and make more money other places? Yes, absolutely. But that typically comes with bigger headaches, more problems. And yeah. if you have a spot where, where you enjoy and you're able to actually do your job for what they hired you to do, you know, it's, it's often worth it to, to, to stay there for that. You I know? still don't want to go on over break, but like, well, you know. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there you go. Like, <laughs> and 
that, that's kind of, that was kind of my situation of where I was at. Like it was a good school. Like it was it was smaller than Rogersville, and but it still had that that kind of same atmospheric vibe, and so I was able to kind of work and thrive in that kind of ecosystem, if you will. Um, and I mean, I, I, I enjoyed the school. I enjoyed the people, but yeah, my administration just wasn't supportive. And so I couldn't really thrive as a teacher. And so I was finally like, I mean, yeah, I would like to still teach, but it's not really worth it to have that kind of consistent headache over yeah. and over again. And so I kind of had to, make the yeah. move out every, unfortunately. Every, every place is different so it's hard to know right until you exist yeah. in that environment right just like any job like it always like on paper you understand what happens but then when you exist there for a while <laughs> kind of go oh right oh, like yeah the factory job was the same way like on paper it sounds fine but once you're there every day for forever you're like oh yeah, yeah this is this isn't really for it, me anymore i kind of don't want to do this anymore <laughs> maybe I, maybe not so much i need to get out where i can right because like yeah you kind of got to make that really hard decision of like oh well i got to bounce on this otherwise <laughs> i gotta do it now otherwise like i might not have options later you know so yeah luckily i was very young still so like i was like well i'm out because i worked there when i was like 21 22 right so i was you know i was still able to be like yep nope Bye. I'm out again. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's interesting because I, if people, you know, people are listening to this probably caught on like you both, you know, worked or are working in education. And h- how did you guys find your way into that? Like why? Where? What was that thread that led you to to where you are now? Uh, I always it's joked big, it was it's a big question. <laughs> I, well, I always joked it was by accident, right? Yeah, like, I, that's what I tell people. They always look at me like I'm insane, but I tell I tease <laughs> them and say well, it was on accident, right? Because mm-hmm. I was working there at this factory, <clears throat> painting my windows, right? And you know, it's a good job. It's kind of rewarding because you get to every once in a while you get to see like pictures of the buildings that you finished. Like when they're built and you go, oh, that's cool. Like sure. the big uh, St. Jude's Children's Hospital thing. Right. You know, in mm-hmm. uh, is that Memphis where that is? I don't remember. I think so. Uh, yes. Right. It's got that big red front on it. You know, that big red walkway and everything. Uh, I painted that. Like wow. I worked that job. I painted all wow. that red. Wow. That, that color is terrible to paint. Right. Just so you know, it's very yeah. thin. It's very hard. <laughs> <laughs> but we did that job right so it's kind of cool you're like oh yeah yo i did that right yeah that's kind of neat but like i said i didn't really like working many many hours you know and 12 hour shifts got kind of boring so i was like well i need to do something new so that's when i started dating uh susan right and she was like hey there's this program at school this americorps thing and they like work with kids and stuff and i was like mm, okay let's try that so i did for some reason they hired me i still am not entirely sure why they did that but Uh, i did uh and hmm. i started working there and i just really enjoyed that like environment of working there and interacting with kids and then i had to do a bunch of like uh you had to have x number of hours to get your 
to meet your contract requirement, right? Okay. And it's it's more hours than are in a school day. You know what I mean? Oh. So like, oh, really? <laughs> so for every year, well, they don't do it full time anymore because I think they were struggling with having people do this. But like, I did it full time, so you could do two years of service in the AmeriCorps program. Uh, so what that is is like a volunteer service that uh is in certain school districts not every school district has this it's kind of a rare thing uh but there's lots of them around missouri right we used to go to conventions and there would be like all the missouri america people there and it was like thousands of people it's kind of cool right Mm. but uh excuse me what it is is they work in the school and they pay you through like a stipend plus like educational grant money basically that's your pay so like I got like X mm-hmm. amount of dollars that had to be used to further education. And that's what when I went back to school to do my ed- education degree, I just used that. I was like, oh, OK, sweet. Duh. Yeah. Uh, and it's nice. Quite a significant amount of money. Right. And then the school chips in some for your stuff and everything. But you have to get I don't remember now so many hours per year. Right. Doing it. And it's a lot. And so I had to volunteer too and so i got the bright idea i'm gonna volunteer at the ymca <laughs> i can coach yeah. soccer no problem <laughs> how did that go <laughs> so i coached fifth fifth grade soccer for a year and a half it was actually kind of awesome right i enjoyed it that's yeah. the that interaction with kids is like the other thing that really got me into education though is being able to interact with the kids at school in like the school environment Right. Mm. And then these other completely strange kids that I didn't even know, uh, <sighs> like just being able to like instantly make that connection and be like, all right, we're in and be able to do that was like, whoa. And I, I did. I mean, not to toot my horn, but I like had this moment of like, well, I'm actually kind of good at this. Right. Like, yeah. This is not like, I, you know, and so like <clears throat> that part and then like some of the connections I made with those kids was pretty powerful for a number of reasons uh, and stuff like that. So it was kind of crazy, right? Like there was just lots of situations like that. And so it's, it's nuts because like that was so long ago now that like some of the kids that I met at school, Mm -hmm. right. They're either like they've graduated already. And like, I have their little siblings in my class in sixth grade, which is kind of hilarious. Whoa. <laughs> that's awesome. That's trippy. But yeah, that's interesting. But that was kind of it, right? Like I was like, oh, like one of the kids I coached in soccer, he was my neighbor over here. He's like moved in a couple months ago for a while. And his family did. And I was like, what? What are you, what are you doing here? What the heck? Like <laughs> see him around, see him around town. Like, hey yo, what's up? You know. Aww. He's like twenty something now. Has a job over here. Whatever, so like so, so you you kind of felt like it just it was one of those like it just clicked and and you you were started getting invested in it kind of thing like oh yeah i can but actually, i wouldn't have done is... that if i wouldn't have been like exposed to it right because like sure. when you think about it you're like oh i don't know Cause, uh, spoilerinos and my americorps person will tell you this uh, not the greatest paperwork person on the face of the planet <laughs> <laughs> There's some aspects of being a teacher that I, are very hard for me just because of the way that my brain processes information. 
Right. I'm a very okay. like right this instant type of person. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is very good and very bad simultaneously because it is like, oh, I'm really super in the moment and invested in what's happening right now. Hmm. That also means that I'm not always planning super far ahead because I'm like so into what we're doing right now. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of my planning comes naturally from whatever it is we just did. Right. I'm looking for that next thing to bring in. And I also don't always like do a lot of reflection on what I've already done because I'm still right now in the present. Right. So I'm not looking behind me either. So things like grading, I'm like, blah, but you know, (laughs) not my favorite, not my favorite thing in the world. You know, Uh (laughs) do it obviously because it's just a thing you have to do, but like, it's not like my, I'm not just looking forward to that ever. So I don't think anybody really is, but no, of course not. (laughs) But yeah, I think it's, I think it's one of those things where I never really thought about it until I was put, until I got myself placed in that environment. And then I was like, oh, Hey, this is kind of cool. I kind of like this, right? Mm-hmm. And then so I, I transitioned from that to, I worked as a paraprofessional for many years, which is like a, a basically an aide in the special education department. So I worked with kids, yeah. basically from K twelve, over my mm. stint in that, and so then I got to make a lot of friends in classrooms like with other teachers, which was super helpful, right? Because yeah. they just sort of like mm. talk to you about teaching things, right? So it's kind of like free education, right? They're just like <laughs> sharing stuff with you, right? Yeah. If you, if you yeah. talk to them and you're like, oh, what about this? And they just, they will just tell you these things. Mm. And so that interaction was really kind of what made me go, oh yeah, no, I like, yeah, this is good. You could do it. <laughs> just that interaction with other people and that kind of like talking to the the peers and stuff and then yeah, that really kind of helped me go, oh, yeah, hey, I think I can, I might be able to do this. Let's give it a yeah. shot, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah, you had you had some encouragement and some some deeper insight into it than just, hey, they're hiring teachers. I'll just, you know, show up a little bit. You had, yeah. you had gradually more and more exposure to, like, kind of the whole system. Yeah, kind of. It was one of those, like, well, I started as, like, you know, you started kind of in a lower position sort of work your way up which is weird it's not a normal thing that happens in education it's very strange but like i think that just that constant exposure is what made me go oh yeah because if i never would have been in the school environment i don't think i would have gone oh yeah teacher yeah that's gonna be just because i don't i was not something that i was that had on my radar really i knew i didn't want to work in the factory anymore but i wasn't really (laughs) sure (laughs) <laughs> what else was going to happen yeah so i think just being in that environment kind of helped me realize oh right just all the people that work there and being around all the kids and like being able like seeing that i could like be important to them and like help mm-hmm. them do things kind of made me be like oh okay this could work i have yeah. some skill here I need to like hone it down you know not not really good at first right Oh. <laughs> uh, but like, <laughs> I was kind of like, okay, this is, yeah, we'll try this. We'll see how this works. And just that kind of gradual climb up into there is kind of how it works. It's a very long and slow process. Uh, yeah, so I, not the normal route 
that one takes to become <laughs> an educator. But how long? I, how long? How long have you been doing that at this point? How long have you been teaching there? Uh, so this is a hard question because this is my third year as a full-time classroom teacher, but this okay. is my tenth year being employed by the school district. Uh, I see. Okay, yeah. Right? Well, that, so, that, like, that's because of of what you were. What I was, how you started? started before. Right? Yeah, when I worked as a, a reading coach for two years, you're technically employed by the school district for that. Yeah. Uh, and then I was a para for a whole bunch of years, right? <laughs> uh, up until three years ago, like they were still letting me do. They like, like I was still being a para while I was going to school, right? So that was really Re- helpful. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like we did all that in a, so yeah, it's really hard. I really don't know how to answer that question. Cause they, they asked yeah. me like, how long you been in school? Like, well, what do you mean by that? <laughs> Definition of a long time. That's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. right. Very, very circuitous route uh, to be sure. <laughs> But you know, whatever works, it's fine. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, especially because no like said, one's ever called me conventional, so it's fine. This is, this is a word that <laughs> does not go along the same line as Brandon. This is no, true. no, no, it's fair. So, yeah, that was kind of it. Just sort of that slow, gradual, like realization of, oh, yeah, OK, I get it. Like being just around the kids, seeing that I was able to, like, do things, help them, <laughs> like make tangible differences in how they went about their day. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. insane. I should probably look into doing this more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Airman, how about how about you? Uh, I, I feel like I feel like you've you had you had talked about being in education more openly or for longer periods of time, but you know, what what was that trip for you? Um Kind of the complete opposite, and like a <laughs> not so and now for something. For, most most people are. It's fair. <laughs> so like for those of you listening, like Brandon did like a really cool way, and yeah, it's unconventional. Um, I didn't really know like a long I, time though. I wanted to get into teaching, because you know I don't. If you don't know, like I don't really like people, and so just dealing with smaller humans is kind of a compromise. I'm like, well, I got to be sociable, but I don't really like people. So I'll just talk to the smaller versions of them. And the smaller ones are way less judgy and way more fun. So this is a fair statement. I, I got into teaching and well, I mean, it kind of took me to kind of take a break from school in general. And that's when I, you know, substituted in Stillwater for about a year. And I was like, Oh, you know, this is actually thoroughly enjoyable. Like this is what I want to do. And my problem was is that I didn't have like a clear path to that kind of end goal because I had like three different advisors and all three of them were fired um, at Oklahoma State. <coughs> oh, excuse me. And so like I would just show up and it'd be like a different person. I'd be like, what am I supposed to do? And then I would just take a bunch <laughs> of random classes. And so I was never directed to like, I never was told like, you need to take this. And, and so I was like, kind of had the impression of like, Oh, well, if I do this, I'll be golden. And it wasn't until I like completely switched out of the college of education 
to my advisor that I ended up graduating with, he was like, what are you doing taking these classes? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like I was told to, and they, they said to do this and now I'm doing it. And they're like, yeah, you didn't need to take like all these classes. So I wasted a good, almost two years of my life, four semesters. of just taking random classes that I didn't need to take. And so that's when I just switched to literally pure history. And I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'll just get out and I'll just teach that way. It's fine. I'll get alternatives, alternatively certified. And just and just call it good. Like I'll be done. Um, but then when I graduated, they had all these other things that they added to like me graduating. Uh, I mean, just to being a teacher. And so and I had some of those already taken care of for when I was in the College of Education. And I was like, all right, this is what I want to do. This is perfect. Like, I'll just do this and just only focus on teaching. And then I caught the te- like the coaching bug. and. Like, I didn't really plan on coaching. Like, I was like, you know, whatever. But, you know, getting involved with the school and people being like, hey, you know, we could really use your help. And that kind of really opened an alley of coaching to where a lot of people kind of get involved into education to where like, hey, I can I, I, I like coaching. I like teaching. I'll just combine together and work for a school. And so I really enjoyed coaching. And my students really enjoyed that I was a coach and and all of that stuff. But I, I was I was a good teacher. I wasn't those people that are like, ah, just draw on the board and I'll, we'll talk about football plays. Football plays. Um, if anyone out there has ever had a teacher like that, um, I was the complete opposite where I actually enjoyed teaching and things like and, and, and things like that. But I, I it was kind of a struggle for me, really, because I was so ingrained in doing um, higher education. And then they gave me fifth grade. I'm like, oh, oh, I don't know what to do with you. And the past like three years of well, my last three years of college, I was essentially in like nothing but history classes. And, you know, history professors are all super old and they don't believe in, you know, computers or D2L or technology. And so I was like nothing but papers, like physical papers. And so I was kind of, it was weird to adjust, but it, it was a neat challenge and the kids liked it a little bit because it was something that they've never really dealt before. And they, they mostly really liked it because I really treated them like they were, you know, kids. I didn't really treat them like they were just, you know, you're going to learn this. You know, I really went after their abilities and what they enjoyed and the kids were, were really susceptible to that. And they're like, well, you've actually treated us like we're human beings. Wow, this is really nice. And so I, I came at it more of a human aspect. But, you know, like, hey, if you're willing to learn, let's go through this adventure together. And I was very fortunate to only have 55 fifth graders in my experiment of becoming a teacher. Because if I worked at a big school and I had like, you know, 30 kids to a class and you know, several different class sizes. I think it would have been a struggle, but I was very fortunate to have really smart, really engaging, not that many kids to be able to kind of work around. I was like, Hey, we're going to try this. Oh wait, that wasn't a really good idea. Like, Oh, they enjoy this better. Um, and then when I was given the option to leave, when I, when I kind of had that, that mental, um, crossroads of well should i stay here and be miserable 
with administration that's not really supportive. And that was my big thing. I didn't have like I, I had a lot of parents behind me that are like, you're really great for our school. We like you. Uh, super awesome. It's like, oh, guys, come on. I mean, it, uh, it's my first year. I mean, come on, guys. Um, but but I d- if I didn't have an administration that was supporting me, that was kind of the crushing part. I was like, man, I worked all like I worked so hard. I I took a year off from college just to get my balance. And like they weren't going to, you know, at least attempt to work with me. I was like, this is not where I need to be. Um, it was extremely hard to leave that because uh, out of at a football game, like very, very first of the year, when I was still trying to figure out whose kids belong to who parent, uh, which that's actually a very challenging uh, thing to be like, ah, who, do you, that problem. who do you belong Fine. to? Like, which one are you? <laughs> uh, to where, like a parent came up to me during a football game and he's like, I don't know what you're doing. But I like it. And I was like, ah, who are you a football player parent? Or are you one of my kids parents? And he's like, and he pointed to his, his child. And he's like, my daughter came home for the first time in her five years of going to school and said, dad, guess what I learned in school today. And, I, and he was like, she has never done that before until you got here. And I'm like, ah, don't cry. <laughs> don't cry. <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. That's really, really enjoyable to hear but he's like and and also having other parents come up to me and be like i don't know what you're doing but our kids are actually like wanting to be more engaged in school so please stay here and so having to, have to actually leave that to actually have like parental support and ch- and you know the kids support that that was difficult and it took me leaving you know teaching and uh whoever's listening um, I, I work for the State Department of. I almost said conservation. I was I was too focused on what Colin's doing. Uh, I work for the I work for the Department of Human Services, Child Welfare. Uh, I'm an investigator and I do all the the weird crazy stuff. And it took me leaving that, leaving teaching, in and being put into, you know, uh, a more tougher job, and being like, man, teaching was actually really easy. Now, granted, I struggled with science like that was that was kind of tough for me. But like history came like super easy to me and like watching the kids faces react to history like that was cool. Like I I really felt like I didn't have to work. But yeah, I was bringing kind of the same thing you you had like with paperwork. I was like, we would do a test and I would totally forget to grade it. And I'd be like, "Eh, everyone passed. Yeah, you did. You did good. Uh, I knew that, oops. but like, I didn't... <laughs> no, I, I don't. I, it wasn't like that. Oh it wasn't that bad. But I'd be like, "Oh, I need to degrade all these papers." Ah, you guys watch Bill Nye for a second. Let me just finish grading all of these. And I was like, "Oh, uh, let's, I just do it let's, after let's, school." Let's... <laughs> I, I didn't have that kind of time because I had to go like to like football or baseball practice. But yeah, it it like it was something that I worked so hard to be in. And the the consistent like, wait, what do I do now? Like, what? Oh, I'm supposed to do this. Oh, that would have been nice to know like three years ago um, of just not having really a consistent. Hey, you need to do this. And so I was kind of shooting from the hip all throughout college and just kind of guessing because no one could really tell me what I needed to do. Uh, But if I think I started 
a lot sooner, like on the right path, I think I would have been like in a better situation to where like schools actually would have wanted me instead of me just showing up or having a connection to a school already to be like, Oh, That's you're going to teach here. Now. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I remember that was going the, to... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say that was the big benefit from doing my education through Missouri state. Cause I feel like my advisor people were like super awesome. Like the people that were in charge of the education program for the outreach program that I did yeah, down here. Uh, cause we, I did like offsite college stuff, right? Oh, With yeah. Other thing. <clears throat> Again, very non-traditional, very, very excellent, very, uh, in my way. Um, but like the people in charge of that program are fantastic. Mm. So like that guy, uh, they're amazing. Right. So everything that they would do all the time. Uh, so yeah, they would just, they were on top of it. They would do that. They email you like all the time. Like all my advisor people were like way awesome and super helpful. So uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't, I, did I didn't it. have, <laughs> I didn't have all of that. Um, like I said, I, I remember I showed up like one day and I walked into the ladies' class. I was like, I got a, or my advisor's little office, like, I got an appointment with my advisor. And I walked in. And I was like, oh, um, hello, who are you? And she's like, I'm your new advisor. And I was like, um, and then, yeah, getting that email later today, like, blah, 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 has taken an administrative leave and uh, talking to a bunch of other students. It was because she was literally not doing her job and just telling people to take random classes and there so yeah I, I i wasted yeah pretty much like two years or mm-hmm. a year and a half so about like three semesters or four semesters of just like taking random things that i didn't need to take and <laughs> so i was like oh neat i yeah it's <laughs> not fun and so yeah i didn't have that kind of like oh this is gonna be cool and awesome i would literally go to like other departments be like, can you help me come up with a schedule? I don't know. No one knows what they're doing. Eh. And so, yeah, it it was. I, I learned a lot through that way of like after like my third advisor, like going to someone else, and they're like, why are you why are you taking these classes? I'm like, I don't know. Help me. <laughs> so it it's it was that that mentality of you know not really having support in college for my own advisors to kind of be like is this really what I want to do? And then I started substituting and I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And mm-hmm. then in, in teaching, I was like, Oh, this is, I don't know if this is what I really want to do until I left. I'm like, ah, this is what I want to do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to close this loop. I think we need to ask Colin about what it was like. Teaching college students. Science oh. things. <laughs> Since we're not well, the only ones that have teaching experience. It's actually well, all three of us. Yeah. Colin uh, <laughs> just did it in graduate school. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, but uh, how's yeah. that? How did you find college teaching life? Uh, so I actually was so uh, weirdly, I actually really looked forward to that. Um, it, it was and because I wasn't teaching the like lecture class, it was quote unquote, just the lab. It was the fun time. It was that. And so it was, it was a really, it was always a a very um, energetic 
time for me and I really enjoyed that with the students. It it did it did really weigh on me after six years of doing it of it was always the same thing. Like I I didn't get to teach multiple subjects. I taught in the same lab doing the same weekly schedule yeah. for for a long time. And yeah, I, I moved around some labs between spring, summer, and fall, but I was on a rotation of basically two subjects. I was on human A and P and uh an ecology one every other year. And so it was. It got pretty monotonous, especially because I would have two to three sections of like human anatomy, and so uh, you know I would teach the same, the exact same lab every week, three days: Monday, Wednesday, or you know Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and yeah. that that was really boring to me. Um, it got it got really hard. But I really enjoyed the students. Um, the the at the graduate level when I was teaching, I was teaching these college students. They were mostly um, towards the end of, when I left. They were mostly juniors and seniors, and so you had to deal with a lot of burnout. You had to deal with a lot of people who thought they knew more than you, and or just didn't show up at all. So <laughs> it it was, you know, I, I got a lot out of it, and I still implement. A lot of the like, you know, I didn't go to school to be a teacher, so I didn't have a lot of the classroom management or writing or how to grade or any of that background. It was just kind of a you get thrown into it because if you do this, they'll pay you money and you can kind of have a quasi job. So (laughs) (laughs) which which was a little different. But I will say again, I enjoyed it. It was just um it was hard because it was the same thing all the time. So it, towards the end, it was like, okay, I, I'm having a hard time getting the energy up for this to, to move on. But <laughs> That's a good point that they, uh, that's a this is a um a point of contention at least with me sometimes uh, because i feel like uh the thing that we that people talk about <clears throat> when they talk about the teaching is, is all of that other stuff right the classroom management the the stylistic things the the methodology right uh i don't think it's i don't think we can discount the actual subject matter knowledge base that we have, mm. right? I think that's very mm. important, and I feel like people just gloss over that when they talk about teaching, and sure. it's kind of like you you actually have to have two knowledge bases, right? You have to yes. have the the teaching, like the stuff like how to teach knowledge base, but you also have to have the what on earth you're teaching knowledge base, right? Which yes, uh, I feel like if you have a very strong one of those. It also kind of helps deal with the other stuff because mm. some of that stuff gets handled when you like know what you're talking about and you have a very clear definition of what's going on, right? Right. So that's that's one of the the things that's it's interesting to think about, right? And kind of what yeah. some of the the differences and and how much is it focused on in which one of those areas between different people. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, it's really. Good. 
it's a really good point because like when I was teaching human anatomy, uh, you know, I was teaching students that are going to go on to med school and be surgeons and, uh, you know, ER doctors and that kind of stuff. And they are on their game. Like they are really intense. That's the other thing I learned is I, I mostly taught pre-med and nursing students. And yeah, oh my gosh, I just most high strung students and, well, that and program was, is very demanding and very like stressful because like if you yes. don't meet the score on those things you're out oh yeah right oh, yeah no it was it was it was I mean, number I mean, of rightly students. rightly so yeah, yeah you, want, you want the best he's, right he's medical the, number, <laughs> the, the number of students that i would have in my office just in tears because this was they, you know, this was the last semester that they had, you know, funding for or loans or whatever, and they were 0.1 away from the GPA that they needed, and I couldn't do it for, you know, I could, I could do nothing. Yeah. For them. Like, right. That I was not prepared for. I was not prepared to sit in my office and and cry with students because their dream of going to med school had collapsed. Um, so that's not fun. Uh. But when I was teaching the like the ecology don't have to worry class, about that in sixth grade. <laughs> no, you don't have to worry about crushing someone's just, hopes and dreams. You just have to tell them they can't play basketball this week because they right. haven't turned in any of their papers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you have zeros. If you would give me back some things, I could help you out. But as they just they go to you and then they d- disappear off the face of yeah. the planet. You, uh-huh. you, I'm sorry, I can't do nothing for you. I can't. <laughs> Yeah, and I um, so when I would teach the ecology one, it was definitely a lot more like it was a big comfort zone because that was Mike, my, my yeah, thing. Like, thing. That was yeah, that was that was masters. That was what the other degree was on, like all that. And so whenever I teach that, of course, it was just oh, it was so much easier. So you mentioned these two knowledge bases of I was way out of my element in human anatomy because that's not my thing, but. And I didn't have like the classroom management and the writing and the curriculum writing, all that stuff. But when I was in the ecology one, it was like, this is my jam. I don't even have to look at the lab manual to yeah. talk us through what we're doing today. So then like the the stress level really um really went way down, down, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I felt that way because I I when I was teaching fifth grade. I felt like, because, yeah, when you teach, like, math, like, okay, I'm in. I got it. No worries. I got it. No problem. Like, we're going to teach some science. Yeah. Got it. You're going to teach writing. Mm. Uh-huh. <clears throat> uh, okay. That's when I would lean on my coworkers a little bit. Yo, what are we doing today in writing? What's going <laughs> yeah. on? What's happening? Because that's definitely not my strong suit, right? Like, I have a very particular writing style, but I cannot... It's not always the most useful, and I can't always convey that to fifth graders about how to make it work. So that was one of the things that I was kind of excited about being uh, moved up to sixth grade because there was a vacant spot there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now I just have to teach science and history. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah." But again, it is ancient history, so there is some of that like, uh, what about Egypt? What's that thing about Egypt again? I don't remember. Like, that's a little uh, rusty. Yeah. But like, I think it just helps, right? Because when you, I noticed like in my science classes, like I'm very 
I'm a very animated person. So it just, a lot of that classroom management stuff just kind of comes away because you're very like, again, I think it comes because I'm like, so in the moment, like I said, that it just kind of helps to be aware of what's happening like everywhere because you're very focused on what's happening. Yeah, if you can keep them engaged, you don't have to worry about classroom management because they're in on you pretty much. Yeah, as much. But again, when you're in the moment, you are also seeing all the things that they are doing or are not doing. And you can be like, yo, put it up. Yeah, that's mine. (laughs) So, (laughs) no, this this conversation reminds me of something that I I had actually written a while ago. And it was was something I um, I wrote for for my students right before I left and I had posted it and it was, um, I wasn't told and it was a series that I was writing about things that about graduate school, like that they don't tell you about before you get in. And this one nothing. I wrote, it was called nothing. It was called family teaching. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this one was you know, like, I t- talking about wasn't, you know, I wasn't told about teaching and it was like, I wasn't told that teaching is harder than you'd expect it to be. I wasn't told how annoying grading is, especially those pesky research papers. I wasn't told how hard it would be for me to remember the students' names. I wasn't told how much I'd care for their success and to challenge them to grow. I wasn't told about the heartbreak of watching students struggle through devastating life situations. I wasn't told about the students who would look up to you and come to your office for moral support. I wasn't told that I'd cry with students. I wasn't told that sometimes I'd be the only person in their life helping to keep their head above water. I wasn't told how utterly fulfilling and challenging being a TA for some random biology lab would be. I wasn't told how much I'd love it. And because all of those things happen in, you know, one of the challenges when you're dealing with college students is you're, you're dealing with little adults, like, like pre-adults sometimes uh, just yeah. on this verge of like what on earth is going on. So they're, they're, they're handling, social pressures and drinking and drugs and, you know, trying to meet expectations of family members and hold down jobs sometimes. And that was a really weird and really sometimes uncomfortable spot to be where they'd come in and they'd say, you know, I had one girl come in and she was in tears and she's like, I'm so sorry. I can't turn in. I, I didn't or She said, I'm so sorry. I wasn't here the past two weeks because, um, I, you know, I, I miss class and, and she just stopped and she goes, because my dad died. And it was like, <laughs> don't, you don't need to apologize for it. Like, and then it was like, you know, having that thrown on your plate all of a sudden of like, I'm just your TA. And now we're having this heart to heart all of a sudden you you know and it's like it's like ah i don't know what to do with this and those life situations was was really man those take a toll on you and that was that was above and beyond the curriculum the what i was supposed to be doing that day it was when those moments happened where all of a sudden i was a i was a life coach i was a career coach i was a i was a in their corner kind of person a lot of times and that that was something that i just totally didn't expect to to be in the position of just doing some fuddy-duddy ta you know for a a (laughs) lab you know yeah. You I, I, I can try it with random sixth graders. It's a very strange. It's very similar. It's not dissimilar, <laughs> really, because like we talk often about like, yo, this is this is the time in your life where you are deciding what type of person you want to be. Mm. So like some days you want to be this type of person. 
some days you want to do this, but then your friends will be like, yo, that's dumb. Why do you want to do that? But you want to do it. So you'll be, you know, sad. Like it's very tricky. Being, being 11 and 12 is very hard. I just tell them it's very difficult. Super yeah, I, had, I had a kid and th- yeah, it was kind of what Colin was telling or was saying. That's like, that you're not prepared for. Like I had one of my baseball kids come up to me and was like, you know, coach, I can't, I got to quit baseball. And I was like, well, why, why do you got to quit? Got, got to quit baseball. I was like, well, I got to, I got to get a job to help with my family. And I was like, dude, you're in high school. Like there's no, like there's no book about, it's like, yeah. oh, this is how you deal with this. And like, I was talking to this, um, his name's Coach uh, Hennessy down at Beggs, Oklahoma, and one of his players died. And he's mm. like, he's like, there's this man's been coaching for like 30 years. He's like, man, there's there's nothing that can prepare you for that. Like, there's, and you just got to roll with what you can. And I was like, ah, that's what I am new to this. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Or and like, it's, yeah, there's all kinds of crazy family things, man. Like, where, you know, kids live with other relatives because their parents literally don't want them. Yeah. Right. No, that's mm-hmm. Like, get out of my house. I yeah. don't want you here. Yeah. Like, what? I, Holy cow. Like, I've seen that before. That's like, what? Holy cow, man. It's that's insane. Literally, literally what I see from my job. Like, especially yeah, when, yeah. when I get when I go to court oh, yeah, and, and parents walk in, you're like, I relinquish my rights. And you're like, what? Why? And like, there's, yeah, there's no try. Like, yeah, I just got done with. Uh, you went oh, through many weeks of training for that. Yeah, you yes, so, you did. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, they don't tell you any of that. Like, they're like, oh, people are going to be helpful and wonderful. And, you know, like, I was literally in a courthouse and the parent walked in and it's like, I give the court my approval. I don't want anything to do with my kid. And just like walked out. And I was like, okay. I'm like, but that's a thing? Yeah. What? It happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, yeah, there's nothing to prepare you for that. And so, and that's one thing I try to teach a lot of my kids, especially a lot of my my baseballers. And it's like, yeah, like this kid is like, I'm sorry, I can't play this year, coach. I got to find a job to help with my family. And I'm like, dude, how old are you? He's like, oh, I'm 16. I'm like, man, I, eh, my heart. Yeah, but that's, yeah, that's how it is, man. In some places it's really rough, you know? <clears throat> I try to tell them, I just try to tell them, I, you know, I try to be real. I'm like, I remember being 12. It was awful. Okay? <laughs> I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. Yeah. It was kind of terrible. Right. Yeah. So, like, I get it. So it's, you know, we've got to work on this. we got to do this together because it's, it's rough. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, you're all weird. And you do one minute some your friends one minute you're not friends for very arbitrary reasons like very <laughs> very tricky <laughs> to navigate yeah with going into middle yeah. school it's like it's a whole new Nav- ball game yeah, yeah. navigating the social structure of a 12 year old oh my gosh yeah 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 do not envy that at all <laughs> i'm, so, I'm so glad that it's that's well. actually the hardest part of my job it's not earth science it's that <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh well. It's all good. Yeah. I got some pretty sweet Christmas cards from some of them though. So I was like, I'm not crying. What? You're crying. Oh, no. no way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but that you know that's that that goes back to speaking to why why both of you are where you are now right like because that that is that was something that that you saw the need for that you could could fill that you could invest in the students and uh and and in the kids that you work with and there's part of it's above and beyond being a good educator being being talented at conveying information it's these other components that 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 feed into it and that are part of it yeah that's the thing yeah, there was, I don't always lead with that answer because that's what's always on the posters and that's what they want you to say. But it's really sure. true. Like that's right. <laughs> it's a cliche for a reason. Is that what you're it saying? Cli- yeah, it's true. I often be like, no, I just love rocks, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't know what you're talking about. I checked my email the other day. Yeah, to make sure there's nothing I missed before I go, because I generally don't check my email when I'm at home. But uh, going back sure. to work, I was like, okay, well, I probably need to make sure I didn't miss anything. And one of my students had sent me pictures of rocks they had definitely found at their house. <laughs> oh, 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 yes, yo, more that <laughs> science over break. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> love it. <laughs> it was great. It's like, yo, this is fantastic. So. We'll see, but yeah, <laughs> more of that. No. Yeah, tell them that. Any great. more rocks you want to send my way? You send me some pictures to be all good. Yeah, <laughs> don't even have to ask. True. Uh. So, uh, did anybody else buy all of their EDC kit? Is anybody else ready to go? Okay. On the on the we, challenge. We got, gonna be honest. No, no. Okay. I, <laughs> I have, I have, okay. I have two. I have two of the items. I have not. Go. I mean, <laughs> I have been off for weeks, two weeks right now. So I've, I get, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've had some extra time. So I was, I was yeah. checking. Sure that I'm good. So I think we're gonna. <laughs> yeah. No. I. Yeah. I have. I have two. So ho- hopefully by next time we'll be <laughs> we'll be all set and then we can like start. So like. All right. Yeah, I think that's the that's the plan. <laughs> okay. Want to check? Make sure remind everybody this is okay. challenge is still happening. It is, and I'm, I'm totally I'm... gonna win. So like oh. I don't even know. Oh. Maybe you don't even want to start, but like can't be throwing that. Otherwise, yeah, I'm just gonna be like, can't lose if you don't try. For you, Aaron, you got anything? Items? I have not. I I haven't been home like at all. Yeah, I'm actually sitting on my couch for the first time in like a week. So I mean, oh, beloved couch, beloved couch on the couch. I mean, like I said, I, I haven't, I, I, I've kind of dropped the ball on this one. Also, I gotta admit, what's fair again. I, I, I wouldn't I'm say the I one, the ball. I'm the one that hasn't been yet. at work. I have not been doing anything for, especially this past week. Like all the holiday stuff has been done this whole past week. So I'm just been like chilling, watching mm-hmm. stuff on Amazon, right, <laughs> <laughs> hanging out. Yeah, that's kind of it. So uh, I understand. Not, I'm not shaming you. I'm just saying I'm done. It's fine. Mm, I feel kind <laughs> of shame. Wow. Just saying. Uh, okay. So go on check. Make sure we'll check, we're we'll still check on board. Check back in next week. Make sure we're still on board because I'm excited about okay. this. Be good. <laughs> okay. 
great content. But also, okay. yeah, I watch a lot of stuff on Amazon, and the James May show is fantastic. Yeah, so I I, you I have didn't to get watch chance. that. Okay. I just I just found out that it was out today because I yeah. saw somebody wrote a review for it and I was like I didn't think that was supposed to be out till later this month and I checked and it was it all came out like on the third and I was like oh <laughs> <laughs> definitely like I think there's six episodes of this oh oh wow okay and they just they just threw them all out like, here it is boom like, it's, it's like called, it's called like our, our man, man in Japan yeah okay. oh it's, I've seen commercials for that okay it's it's out okay. now. It's going on our homework. It's going on our homework list, just so you know. You need to check it out. It's so good. (laughs) Teacher is assigning homework. It's so good. I love it. So, yeah, we might need to talk about that. If you have time to watch at least one of those. Because they're only like, most of them are like 45 minutes, I think. That's not too bad. They're like 45 to 50. I watched a couple. I think I watched three of them today. Or one yesterday and two today. I'm not sure. Uh. I think it was all three today. I think I watched one this morning and then two later. I can't watch like some people watch like can just sit down and watch them sequentially. I have to like I don't have the attention span for that. I need to like break in the middle and like do other things and then come back later. So like (laughs) Yeah. Even though it is good. It's super hilarious and excellent. So I just can recommend I'm saying watch that. (laughs) And tell it because I want to talk about that when you get. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's on the it's on the list. It's on my list. I'm very excited about this. It's pretty funny. So I, I I'm really still, like I'm still waiting for the next one of the Grand Tour to drop. I heard it was in Madagascar. I think Is so. That, I think. Ew. Yeah, I remember. So I follow them on Instagram, and yeah. uh, I remember all of them posting pictures th- through these places um, over time. But I don't, I didn't know what they were, you know, what order they were shooting or anything like that at that yeah. time. So I was trying to think about yeah. the last one. Like I just saw something about it the other day. Like they were talking about their filming, and that mm. happened. This is one hundred percent speculation, but that happened for the last episode just like a a week or two before it aired. So I don't hmm. know if there's like putting that out there is like, a, Oh, Hey, yeah, this is a thing that happened. Oh. We're, edit- we're editing it and everything now. So we're talking about, I'm not sure. I don't know how this cycle of this works. Cause there was all this stuff I saw on my newsfeed, like, Oh, James May says he doesn't know if he wants to do it. But then there was another one. that's like, the last one was awesome. So I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> What the heck? I don't know if that's just internet like garbage or like <laughs> oh sure. actual thing, you know. <clears throat> so <clears throat> we'll see. But the cycle of that being out there was happening. So I don't know. Again, I don't. Yeah, I don't know when that's supposed to come out. I don't know because I I seem to remember that they were initially they said that this season was just going to be like two, right? Yeah. So is that? Uh, what's- is that still true? Did they do more? Did I, I don't know. I haven't, yeah, I haven't. I honestly d- haven't kept up with any of that kind of stuff. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Because I know they were all going to do their own shows for a while. Because May did this one. That our man in Japan. Hammond is doing something for the Discovery Channel. Ooh, really? It's called... Like big something or something it's, it's like it's like big machines 
I'm not sure what it's called. I don't remember. Uh, and then Clarkson did was going to do that one about he has bought that farming? farm. Yeah, the farming yeah. one, which is yeah, odd. Um, I, I, <laughs> concerned. I'm kind of concerned about how it's going to go, but I'm totally going to watch it. So let's just be real. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if they're. I don't know how that fits into all this schedule thing, but like, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> trying to Google Discovery. Here we go. Yeah, it's just called Big. Huh. Interesting name for someone for a show hosted by someone. So I think it's probably the small. joke. Right? No, uh-huh. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> 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 so funny yeah it's about like big like machines like shipping boats and aircraft carriers and stuff this is February so mm-hmm. that's the UK date so I don't know but anyway yes. so that's all there too so I didn't know how that was going to affect any of that other stuff or if they were going to do more next time. I didn't know. I just didn't know the actual number of how many of these things they were going to do. Yeah. No. I. I've heard. I've heard it's bit. It is supposed to be a a low number. Um. But I don't have anything specific and haven't heard any. I thought at one time I heard two, and I was like, well, that's boring. But I don't know if that's yeah. accurate. <laughs> Change their mind. I don't know. But also, I know that it is obviously a ton of work well yeah to that's put true it to do one of those huge specials because even during even when they're at the bbc some of the seasons didn't have specials in them yeah so it just had that a, takes a lot again i think we could do with less specials and more like cheap car challenges or races you know the like yeah. random like car versus public transport ones we could do some more yeah those i like those <laughs> ones a lot uh, it's like other things, right? That they kind of didn't do very much. I'd see something on yeah. Imager, I think it was. And it was like more of this, please. And it was like the the motorhome one, and like the <laughs> oh the, yes, the boat one. Like when they oh made them into gosh. boats, all that dumb <laughs> stuff. It's like I actually can have. Can we just have more of this? I was like, we need more of this, please. And it was the. Yes. I was like, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I I, I actually hand hand on heart just watched the uh, motorhomes one last night. So <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yes, that's a good I, one. Yes, that's great. So I totally agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. There was another one that I really liked too. We know Con likes the van one, obviously. Yeah, well, we van uh... the ones, but like. Even that one, like that was very good. I like that one too. So more of that would be nice. Also, I realized this is going to be very tangenty. So bear with me just a minute. Uh, when you watch, so I was watching the James May thing today. Okay. And this goes back to some camera work things that we need to discuss. Or that I just need to yell about for a minute because it drives me crazy. Go ahead. Uh, the camera work in that show is very excellent, right? As you might expect. Like, the camera shots are very... Because it's like a documentary program, right? The camera shots are all very good. 
Okay, most of it, almost all of them. They're very excellent. They make sense, right? Uh, while I was mm-hmm. eating supper tonight, I was watching. Just we're trying to find some random to watch while we eat supper, right? And we were watching this show on Animal Planet about like Bigfoot, right? Whatever. Okay. And Bigfoot's funny. It intrigues me. You know, it's mildly interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was watching it. And it's supposed to be, because I remember hearing about this one, it's supposed to be mildly credible, like Dr. Maria Mayer is on this show, right? You're like, oh, that's an actual primatologist. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. The camera work in this show is so annoying <gasps> and so terrible that no. I don't know what, like, just out of film school person they have oh. running cinematography for them, but it's terrible, right? There's a bunch of them, sh- like, in the woods, and the camera's just like, the side of their face. I don't know what kind of horrible <laughs> Blair Witch thing they think they're doing here. Uh, but you cannot <laughs> attempt to give me actual scientists performing actual scientific research and then like give me shaky cam and terrible <laughs> camera angles and like these really weird like there's these pieces to camera that this guy was doing. But they did that thing where they would put the camera like low and to the right, but he was oh. looking straight. Yes. And talking. Yeah. And I was sitting there going, Why? to whom are you speaking? <laughs> are, you, are you supposed to be talking to me, the viewer? <laughs> Is there someone else in the room that I don't know? Yeah. And I then, forget- when they <sighs> did, whenever he was actually talking to somebody else, like they put the camera directly behind that other person. So when the See other that. person was talking, the other guy was looking right at the lens. And I was like, well, no, oh. this doesn't make sense now because he's not talking to me anymore. And yet he's looking yeah. at me. So is he not paying attention to this other guy? I don't understand what's happening. I know I'm thinking way too much <laughs> of camera angles on TV shows on the travel channel. But I was like, what is happening right now? Yeah. We're over, overdoing this. Okay. You're overdoing this a lot. We need less camera angles. Is that is that the Dutch angle where like they're staring off in the medium they're staring off into medium distance, but it, it, the camera is just slightly down to the right or to the angle kind of looking up? Called. Yeah, I think. Anyway, and then, yeah, uh, very. It's a very film school angle, right? Yeah. It's not a natural yes. camera position. You saw that in a like Quentin Tarantino movie or uh, <laughs> uh, what's the other? Um, the brothers, what are their names? The Wachowskis or whatever. Oh, yes. You saw that in their movie and we're like, oh, mm-hmm. I love that movie. That's so cool. Let's do that. <laughs> it doesn't belong in... It doesn't belong in... If you're trying to present Bigfoot to me in a scientific manner, I don't yeah. want Dutch angle. I don't want your Sergio, Sergio Leone foot shot. Okay, I don't need your oh. Blair Blair Witch Project extreme close Shaking to the side of, side of a man's head in the woods. Like, what are you doing? I can't see anything. I can see this guy's ear. It's not helpful. Get out of here. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. But, you, but, but, but do you really see his ear? Huh? Huh? Yeah. You know what I didn't see? Uh, oh, Bigfoot. Because oh. all I could see was that ear. Okay. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay fine. Whatever. Like, oh. <laughs> This is suspenseful. Like, I understand you're in the woods at night. You can't really see anything. Maybe don't show me the side of a man's face. Okay? That's not what I want to see. You program about Bigfoot. Okay? Well, I mean, I mean maybe I an estab- it, another establishing shot of a tree, maybe. I don't know, but come on. 
because it would be hard because you can't do medium or long shots when you're in a, and wood uh, at night, right? So you are, I guess it's to give you that feel of intimacy and proximity to the action and what and it's trying actually to, like. They're trying to build suspense uh, in what is basically just a man standing in wood. There's exactly. nothing else yeah. happening. You're like, oh, no, it's <laughs> suspenseful. Like, no, it's not. It's a like, guy it's in a field. <laughs> I've, I have stood in woods. They are not suspenseful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also side note another one they found this like hair you know they're like oh we gotta test this hair to see if it's a bigfoot hair right blah blah they always do and he comes in and he goes you know they always say where they found it like i found this one on the ground they're like dude that's an elk hair okay whatever uh he's like i found this one in a bird's nest on top of a mountain and they're like okay well first of all that's not very helpful because there is absolutely no telling where in the world that bird got that hair from. Okay. Sure. <laughs> the sure. Bigfoot did not place it in the nest. Okay. It didn't even have to be on top of the mountain. Birds fly very long distances and grab random things in which to put in a nest. So this is the least wonderful scientific data you could have gotten. <laughs> now, I will say they use... They use the air thing. The, obviously, I can tell. You need to, you need to calm down there. Easy. Sima Dana. Um, we'll say they use, sometimes they'll use um, otter nests to look for uh, muscle populations and do muscle estimates uh, in, an, in a particular reach or river. And there was also research done in the Florida Everglades on the snail populations there where they would look at the kites, some species of bird that fed yeah. almost exclusively on the snails to look at. That's how they would actually find new snail species sometimes is they would know where these birds would roost and they'd go and look underneath there and see what snails they were eating. That's so, fair, but if you come to me with a hair that you're like, you're very adamant about the, the fact that it came from this one location. Okay, the location okay, sure. is what you're looking for. Yeah. And then you're like, oh no, I found it in a bird's nest. <laughs> okay, that okay. could have come from 15 miles away. I don't know how far this, but you didn't tell me what bird it was, first of all. So I don't know how big of a home radius this bird has, but could have come from many tens of miles away, right? So if they're trying to okay. lock down a location for something, finding an object in a bird's nest not helpful. That's all I'm saying. Right. Birds or unreliable Bigfoot hunters. Okay, fine. <laughs> yes. Noted. True. Writing it, writing it down. <laughs> writing it down. <laughs> uh, yes. That's my rant for the day. Why okay. do I need to see camera angles of an ear when I'm supposed to be hunting a mythical creature that probably doesn't exist in a wood in... I don't, but the Pacific Northwest somewhere, I think, is where they were. I'm not sure. Like, <laughs> quad, stop it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, that's my other excitement for today. I've been very bored at home. Tomorrow's gonna be rough. Going back to school. I'm gonna go. I can yeah. tell. I can tell. <laughs>
don't think your students are going to be as enthused about your critique of camera angles. And they're not going to be <laughs> awake tomorrow. That's going to be the struggle tomorrow. Of okay, yeah. gotta ease it back in here. Gotta do some, do some uh, aerobic exercise or something. <laughs> yeah, something we get. Wow. Like, hey guys, it's morning. We need to be like awake now. Ta-da! Ta-da! <laughs> we'll see. But not high hopes for tomorrow. But you know, see how it goes. Yeah. Easing back in. Easing slowly. back into slowly. 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 Remember school? Remember how to walk in the hallway without shoving each other? No? Okay. No, we need to go no, over that tomorrow. No. No, real. <laughs> Actually, hashtag fake news. No, they don't. They don't remember how to do that. <laughs> what? I should push you on the stairs? Yes, of course. It's a great. No, 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 no. Try again. Try again. Right. Try again, please. <laughs> Uh, there we go. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>